0: of the world's best Oklahoma State football podcast. Garen Emig, Tulsa World Sports columnist uh, in the driver's seat. Shotgun, uh, shotgunning is uh, Mark Cooper, beat writer covering the Cowboys for the Tulsa World. We've both been busy this week. Mark more so on OSU than, than me Uh, But I've I've noticed uh, some things that have been going on in Stillwater. We'll get to those as the Cowboys prepare to host Iowa State on Saturday. I was at the OSU-Kansas game in Lawrence on Saturday alongside uh, Mark, and I suppose that leads me to to start with with an assessment of the game. And if you stay with us, we're going to do something a little different and a little more fun this week. Uh, I think we could all use a deep breath after after last week's after last week, and so we're going to take one and have a little fun with the uh, with the Big Twelve and, and our favorite tour stops on the road in the Big Twelve.
1: Yeah, I think this week can be a little less serious. Uh, it's <laughs> it's certainly not as as newsy as it was a week ago. There's not a whole lot coming out of of OSU from Mike Gundy on Monday. It was a very standard news conference, aside from the uh, the prank phone calls on the Big Twelve calls uh, <laughs> on Monday, um, but yeah there's not a whole there's not a whole lot even though you know iowa state's obviously a more interesting game than kansas's it still seems just sort of a very typical vanilla mid-season week right now so this is a good time for us to do something different
0: well you i'll tell you what we, we're doing this in reverse this week let's go ahead and get iowa state out of the way david montgomery is their best player and he is now uh in question right for this game is that still the case as of the recording of the podcast
1: yeah he's got a uh deep bruise it sounds like shoulder issue uh you know I was listening uh to I I saw some of what Matt Campbell said and and have been reading what what the Des Moines Register has been saying and I guess it's been an issue since their first game that that didn't really count the the Mm -hmm. South Dakota State game I guess he that happened on the opening drive of that game for them and it's been lingering ever since and I think he he must have taken a hard hit uh, against TCU that kind of had things flare back up for him so I think it's more of a pain soreness tolerance thing because Mm -hmm. it it sounds like it's just a bruise Uh, but if they're down him and they're already down Kyle Kemp and and Zeb Zeb Nolan only threw for 79 yards against TCU uh, Oklahoma State should handle business but OSU's had trouble when when you least expected uh, mm-hmm. over the last couple of years even even with backup quarterbacks we were both in Ames last year when Zeb Nolan yep. nearly beat OSU after, you know and it was 49-42 wasn't it yeah and it was 42-34 Iowa State with about eight minutes left mm-hmm. in the game and and OSU had to rally and then obviously they had to intercept a pass in the end zone at the very end of that game to to hang on
0: isn't that kind of what Iowa State's about I mean you and I were listening to the uh, the game last Saturday night on the way home from Kansas the Iowa State loss at TCU where you you think they they've got the you know they they've got, they're they're going to pull this out they're going to pull pull an upset they're going to beat the Horn Frogs in Fort Worth they they get there they tie them I th- yeah they did they did they tied them and then true to Iowa State form with the exception of a certain game back in 2011 right. they they don't get past pulling even that, it, that's kind of how it goes with them isn't it in big yeah. games like this
1: uh, this this will be interesting because so 2015 OSU went to Ames, and Iowa State was leading 24 to seven in the second quarter, 31 21 at the end of the third quarter, and OSU rallied to win that game 35 to 31. Really pulled that game out of nowhere. It was when they started the year 10 and 0, and that yeah. was the one that I that I thought they were going to lose more of any when when that game started. 2016 in Stillwater, Iowa State led that game 31 to 14 in yeah. the middle of the third quarter. And, and OSU outscored them 24 to nothing the rest of the game and then you know as we just talked about last year Iowa State was eight minutes away from closing it out so uh you're right this this has been their MO especially in this series it's yeah. three, three years in a row they've had you know an eight point lead a, a 10 point lead a 17 point lead and and they've coughed it up every single time uh you know I'm more I'm very interested to see how Oklahoma State plays just sort of on their side because you know we've talked about this in the past how mm-hmm. poorly they've played at home in Big it's 12 crazy. play uh you know Strikes me as just kind of an anomaly. I don't. I don't think there's anything really to it, right? Uh, because there's nothing that really makes sense as to why they just, you know, play much more poorly at home than they do on the road. Uh, but it's something that they they certainly need to figure out. If they if they were to lose mm-hmm. this Saturday, you know, people are going to stare at this as a real problem. It'll be five out of seven Big Twelve games at home.
0: Yeah, no, it's a problem as it is, and I think Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy isn't ducking it when we when you guys asked him on Monday, and it even. Did it come up Saturday after the game? I can't remember. In Lawrence, I know it came up Monday at the press conference. He's not saying. Let's say hey, that's just that's just a bunch of. I mean, it, it, the record speaks for itself at this point. He seems as as, as uh, well. He seems more frustrated about it, and he seems just as perplexed about it as, as we are here in the in the studio.
1: Yeah, it does it doesn't make a lot of sense because at that same time they haven't they're undefeated on the road since the start of last year, mm-hmm. and so that it really makes no sense as to why this team would be better you know going to play in lubbock as opposed to having texas tech come into Stillwater or or something like that and and so uh, maybe this is a week that they get over that and they get past iowa state Um, um, we'll see certainly uh it's a big game because you know the way kansas state's playing i think you and i probably both expect oklahoma state can go to manhattan and and come away from there with a Mm -hmm. win this year and so uh this this is the game that can get them to 6 and 1 heading into their bye week and a chance to recharge and and set up for the stretch run and if that if they're 6 and 1 that Texas Tech loss all of a sudden starts to feel very behind them
0: a couple of weeks ago on the show we were speculating about 9 and 0 before bedlam well the tech loss took care of that but eight, 8 and 1 is still very much uh within reach Texas is in there as well and OSU has mastered the longhorns the last the last few years and who knows where Texas will be by then um all right, so no David Montgomery. Iowa State doesn't have its horse in this game. But Possibly, you, I, I, yeah. Excuse me. Possibly no David Montgomery. He's certainly in limbo. Justice Hill, though, is uh, will be ready to run for the Cowboys. The only question is, will he? Will he get it another thirty times? Uh, as Mike Gundy. Said he was going to be serious about getting in the ball, and and he wasn't just blowing smoke, as it turns out, based on what happened in Kansas.
1: Yeah, I I would think he's in for another twenty to twenty five, unless Iowa State's able to do what Texas Tech did and, and force OSU out of what they their game plan. And and I looked Iowa State's only given up three point two yards per carry, so I think it's going to be a lot tougher for Hill to go for one eighty nine on mm-hmm. thirty one against Iowa State's defense. Uh, but I I would think that OSU comes out very similarly on their opening drive and says. You know, here's Justice Hill come and get him, and mm-hmm. and and Hill, Hill is good enough to make guys miss even if their offensive line isn't blocking anybody. You know, we we talked about that. Even even these games where he's getting twelve carries, he's mm-hmm. going for one hundred yards because he has that ability to just, uh, if it's only him against one other guy and he has to make that guy miss, he does it. Uh, so so I would think you're going to see a, a heavy dose of Hill again. I I, I think that. I wish you maybe found something at Kansas that that they can build off.
0: Of. I was about to say they found the formula is what they did. All right, we've learned that Taylor Cornelius. If you ask him to win a game, you're taking your chances. That's just that's just a fact. So ask Justice Hill to win the game for you. At least get ask him to be the difference maker on offense, force the defense's hand, and then allow Cornelius, who all of a sudden has it easier for himself, allow Cornelius to find uh, the the receivers who I who are still I think game changers. I, Wallace Johnson. Uh, even without uh, the guys they had at Kansas, and I know it was against Kansas, but even without uh, Stoner and McCleskey, they didn't have any trouble getting open and making plays. So if you can take the heat off Cornelius with the help of Hill, he can be an effective quarterback.
1: Yeah, and and when we were over in Stillwater on Tuesday and and the players came in for interviews, uh, we didn't talk to Stoner, but he was in in full pads. He wasn't in a green, Mm -hmm. you know, non-contact jersey, and so I think that's a positive sign that that he's closer to getting back onto the field here. And, uh, you know, they're they get him back, they can go four wide, and, and you feel pretty good about it after the way Landon Wolf played last week. Wasn't that cool Yeah. to see Wolf have, a, have the game that he did?
0: He's yeah. he has
1: a great story. He's a, he's a really
0: nice kid to talk to. You can tell he likes t- sort of telling yeah. his story. Well,
1: and, and part of it is, you know, he was pretty unheralded in high school. You wrote about that in yeah. the spring game yeah. is you know, didn't play on a great team. We and didn't so, notice him
0: when he was in our own backyard. Yeah,
1: yeah. so that, that, that makes it an awesome story is this guy is more well-known uh, just for one game here than he ever was in high school.
0: And it's not as though it was a fluke. I'm not saying he's going to go for a hundred yards every week, but they're going to need him. It's not like they're going to stop throwing him the ball. Uh, And so the production should continue for the guy. Again, is he going to be the leading receiver the rest of the season? Probably not. That's Tylen Wallace uh, for Oklahoma State. But um, it's it's not just a a cool story. It's an important one for the sake of this offense.
1: He's somebody that they definitely trust. Uh, There were some games late last season and and i think in the season opener this year where he was one of the two guys they had back on kick returns and and you don't throw somebody back there that you don't think can handle it and -hmm. and you don't worry about fumbling the ball and everything and so i think he's a really trustworthy guy every time i've asked cornelius about wolf he he kind of lights up and he opens up a little bit more about him than than with most questions that you ask taylor uh so so i think that he and landon have have a pretty good connection maybe it's you know both having very similar stories in terms of having to walk onto the team and and work their way up the depth chart uh but it's it's he's 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 pretty invaluable now that they lost McClaskey and stoner's getting back on the field uh
0: this is the world's best oklahoma state podcast garen emig with mark cooper in the tulsa world studio previewing the game uh, coming up this saturday between osu and iowa state looking back on the cowboys 48 28 win at kansas and a little bit later in the show uh we'll have a little fun by uh giving you our our uh, official ranking of the top 10 i guess there are only 10 uh, Big Twelve college town. Well, no, Stillwater doesn't count,
1: right? Do, do we do we
0: include Stillwater? I don't. Know. I would
1: guess we can probably. Do we leave out Stillwater and Norman because I, yeah, we've, maybe we've never really been there as a road? Trip. I've
0: lived in Norman, which sort of disqualifies me. You're a, you're you sort of live in Stillwater, right? That disqualifies you. Maybe so. as not to hack anyone off. We should just leave. Go we don't, I don't want to. I don't want to offend the out of state. Road Thank you. That's in what we're going to do a little bit later in the show. All right. So, Mark, if we settled on a formula with regard to the offense, uh, again, pound the ball with Hill and, 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 uh, and King and, and Hubbard and, and then ask Cornelius to do some things. I think it's pretty obvious what this, this team has to do defensively at this point, And I think Saturday underscored it. And that's make something happen at the line of scrimmage. And we kind of thought that was the case going in. And there was another example of it. even against Kansas, even against that quarterback um, and, and that offense. They were still leaving leaving guys free uh, in the secondary, and the Jayhawks made a few more plays than they probably had a right to in the passing game. So, you, if you're if you're Jim Knowles, you're you're putting this all on on Brailford and, and Bundage and uh, and Scott and whoever else is getting at Phillips and whoever else he's going to blitz and get after the quarterback because if they don't get to the quarterback in this conference, especially going forward. They're uh they're asking for it.
1: Yeah, they they looked like a team that starts true two true freshmen at safety. Yeah. in that game and and Malcolm Rodriguez obviously wasn't really a part of it. He he played mm. a little bit on special teams because uh, he was on the participation report. And and I asked my Gundy if if that was a big game would would rodriguez been at safety and he said no rodriguez was was too slow to play safety and and they just put him out there on special teams cuz they needed him there but he said he honestly didn't think rodriguez was going to travel to the game that he wasn't that close to starting even though he was in uniform so uh that's that's somebody they need to get back mm-hmm. and and cornerback they lost aj green to injury in the second half and and I don't know necessarily what his status is for this weekend but they're going to be very young there as well uh Iowa state's got some receivers they can well, they, they can, have a they team can push baller, the ball certainly. down the field. Um, you know, I know they didn't really do it against TCU, but, but they've shown in the past that they can throw uh, a little bit and, and maybe Nolan will have a bounce-back game against OSU. So uh, that's, it's going to be really important for OSU to to dominate the line of scrimmage. And I think they can. I don't think Iowa State's offensive line is as much of a strength of their team. Mm-hmm. And and obviously the defensive line is the strength of this defense. Uh, Jordan Brailford's just been phenomenal. Uh, continued that sort of role where he kind of lines up all over the field. There was one play uh, on, against Kansas where he was lined up outside the slot receiver, almost all the way out wide. Mm-hmm. And I asked him after the game, is that something Jim Knowles is telling you to do, or or do you have the ability to just sort of freelance and go wherever you want? And he kind of said that. He kind of smiled and said that he has that sort of ability where, yeah. uh, you know, Knowles give him gives him a general direction uh, area where he wants him to be, but he can kind of move himself around a little bit and and decide where he wants to start his his yeah. rush at the quarterback, which is which is kind of cool.
0: Well, remember after the season opener, the revelation was really Calvin Bundage. I mean, we noticed Brailford. Uh, in in the opener, but it was it was um, it was really Bundage and, and how how much of a force he looked like getting coming off the edge, and uh, you know the, it was the Eric Stryker comparisons that popped up all over the state, and I think Bundage, don't get me wrong, Bundage is, is still going to be a critical piece of that defense moving forward, and I'll ask you about his health here in a second, but. The the point is, I think since that opener, the guy who has really emerged as as above the crowd on that defense is Brailford. I mean, yeah. he, he is he's playing like he's playing like he's going to get drafted, or uh, er, if not on day one, pretty early. Yeah, next yeah. April.
1: I, I I would be interested to hear, uh, sort of, the NFL scouts' view of him because mm-hmm. he's probably somebody who wasn't on very many people's radars in August, and and now he's somebody that people are going to have to start paying attention to. Uh, but I think it's a tribute to him being put in the right place. You know, maybe he's not. A typical defensive end maybe he's a 3-4 linebacker and and he's just been sort of put at defensive end because they play a four-man front all these years and and now he's in a position where he can use his speed more than he ever has a defensive end and uh by moving himself all around the field you know teams aren't really able to pick up on his tendencies as well as maybe they could have the last two years uh he entered this year with with five sacks was his career high that's what he had last year I think he had six sacks for his entire career and he already has seven here in, in five games so mm-hmm. uh that's it's pretty remarkable and and it's a cool story and uh, it's kind of funny I, I was looking around at their roster and their depth chart and and everywhere up and down this this team right now they're Tulsa guys all over the place that's justice cool. Hill and Landon wolf and sure. Dylan Stoner and Jordan Brailford and uh you know even some of their backup defensive ends oh, Tulsa guys guy, Rodriguez yeah. Brock Martin you know kind of on and on yeah you know they're, they're made up very largely of Tulsa and, and Oklahoma-produced mm-hmm. players now.
0: Okay, real quick, any any word on Bundage? Did you hear anything more this week in Stillwater about his situation? No,
1: uh, you know, sort of like Stoner. He was he was all padded up coming off the field and, and wasn't in a, a no-contact jersey. I could tell that he was still walking mm-hmm. with a limp. Um, but, you know, he might be in a situation where the Kansas game was just sort of one where they felt like they could hold them out, and, and this is a game where they're going to try to use him, uh, you know, I, like I said, he was limping, so I, I don't know what that means for Saturday. Because I don't know that they want to bring him back and have have a repeat of his Texas Tech performance. Yeah. because he was he wasn't useful out there. Mm-hmm. So we'll
0: see about Bundage and, and Stoner for OSU. Uh, we'll see about Montgomery for Iowa State. Every keep the keep the depth charts relatively even in terms of health and availability. This this feels like OSU ought to be okay. Uh, yeah, we, we sort of reset what we think about this Saturday.
1: Yeah, I don't necessarily think Oklahoma State's going to go blow out Iowa State. Maybe what's, they do. What's the line? Uh, it's ten and a half. Is it really? Yeah,
0: that seems a little
1: a little high. Yeah, don't I? I think it does. Yeah, I think I, it does. I, I, it just strikes me as a touchdown game in yeah. the fourth quarter, uh, and and maybe not. I mean, OSU. Uh, I was talking about this with Bill Haston yesterday. The last few years, OSU has had one game a year where they just kind of lay an egg and and they look, you know pretty miserable, like they did against Texas Tech. Last year, it was the Kansas State game where they fell behind 29 points. Mm -hmm. And and they seem to have one of those games a year. And then at some point during the year, they seem to have one... Uh, Big 12 game where where everything really clicks and and they blow somebody out. Uh, I think of a couple of years ago. You and I were in Fort Worth where they they shut oh, out yeah. TCU. Yeah. They seem to find one of those games mm-hmm. every single year. Maybe the Iowa State game's That game. I don't. I don't know. You know. There's not really anything that tells me that they're going to come out and blow them out. But they do seem to muster up one of those performances. And and whether it's Iowa State or Texas, that it could be one of those games here these next few weeks. It's an interesting point. If I'm a
0: Cowboy fan, I might ask the uh, the
1: team to save the A
0: plus game. Yeah. For, <laughs> for a little later in the schedule yeah, maybe
1: maybe it's west virginia maybe maybe that's yeah game, late in, in november so all right you're going to be on on hand at uh, pick at, pick,
0: at uh, pickens palace along with uh, bill hasten to cover the game uh on saturday so you want to look for mark's coverage as well as bill's uh before before we leave the show for another week uh again want to have a little fun but with all of the tension yes. <laughs> from the past week and the fact that you and i had to have therapy <laughs> over Jalen McCleskey and Mike Gundy's <laughs> reaction to it and the fans' reaction to our reaction and everything like that. So here we go. Uh we were just in Lawrence, which I'm sorta of partial to Lawrence for a lot of reasons, we'll get into here before we're done, but we thought it might be fun to do we were gonna do this last week and then Things broke loose, uh, we, we thought it might be fun to take a look at our favorite big twelve tour stops on on the schedule. We will leave Stillwater and Norman out and just do the eight non Oklahoma schools and I tell you what it might be easier to go from the bottom to the top
1: yeah and, and before we get into these eight uh, because I've never been to it, where does OU Texas fit in as a, a road trip it's, it's everyone should try to go i would I would say before I,
0: I know that people who don't don't like either school and OSU fans I think fall into this category will be resistant. But just in terms of spectacle, and and, uh, and it, it, you don't even have to go to the game. In fact, I you don't want to uh, you know spend a couple hundred bucks to buy the ticket. Uh, hang out outside at the, on the fairgrounds and just sort of get there early enough Saturday morning to see the buses come in, and it's 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 probably a, a, a top ten college football experience just outside the game. So um, I would I would urge you to do it if if the Cowboys had an open date one of these OU Texas weekends. From the yeah. standpoint of people listening, I understand why you wouldn't want to, right? But I think you'd be happy that you did if you if you if you drove down there. Yeah. So it's cool. All right. Um, do, number eight. I, I think we're in agreement, and I'll, I'll start, and then if you you give me the you give me the uh, the stink eye if you think I'm saying something stupid here, Coop. But Lubbock, yeah. I mean, is that is that a safe number yeah. eight? Is there any reason not to pick Lubbock for 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 dead dead ass last year?
1: No. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's never been a very fun trip. And it's, it's not a very convenient trip, too, because, you know, just even from in terms of if you're going as a fan, hotel prices are, are through the roof. And not only are they through the roof, you've got to go like an hour and a half to find anywhere to stay. Yeah. It's it's not a very fun destination and, and not a very fun drive. and
0: It's the worst drive. I yeah. mean, you, you're being very kind. It is a, I've called it soul sucking to drive to Lubbock, Texas, from 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 Tulsa, it it you feel like you're you're disappearing from the world, I, and that's just the bottom line. Lubbock as a town; isn't is not the worst town. It's just getting the it's getting there. Yeah, it really yeah. is. I mean, it's 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 not worth it. Is is the point? So and it's a little. How much does it cost to fly?
1: I've never. What's the I've latest rate?
0: We used to do that. Can you believe it? The Tulsa World used to fly reporters to Lubbock.
1: Does it, it Tulsa? To, Lubbock direct or you go through Dallas? I
0: imagine it was a uh, stopover in Dallas first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On one of the puddle jumpers, but um, it happened. Uh, all right. Number seven, I'll let you, I'll let you volunteer this time. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna
1: throw Waco out there. Okay. I, I agree. Yeah, you agree. I kind of think that I put those two and then almost maybe draw a line because I see, <laughs> I see, I see far more redeeming qualities in the other six and and far more positives. Um, but you know i've 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 stayed in waco uh, on basketball trips usually football wise we stay in dallas get a leg up on coming back and uh you know i, I don't know it's just not i've i've never had that interesting a, a trip to to waco it's a, every every
0: one of these places also has like an overrated either an establishment or a tradition or a monument it, it, you almost without fail every every you hear about some place and you go and you think yeah it's 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 fine but it's not i would say georgia's is that in Waco, the place where everyone goes for chicken fried steak? Right. I'd say it's fine. I wouldn't say it's anything more than fine. Have you been to George's? I have not been to okay. George's. Well, I
1: mean, it, it, you should go just to say you've been. We've we've got a trip to Waco later this year.
0: Yeah, so we'll go and you'll find out that it's overrated. That's yeah. what I'm saying. All
1: right, six. I, I will say that, that I think uh, if, like, my... Sister was ranking these. She would probably put Waco at the top, because uh, of the Magnolia Silos. Yeah, see,
0: that doesn't do anything for me. Not
1: for me either, but but I could see I could see there. People
0: try down there just to go there,
1: right? Yeah, like like I said, if 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 my like sister, because she's pretty into it, if if she could go on one of these road trips, that would probably be the one she'd choose for mm-hmm. for that reason. So there are, there are redeeming qualities, um, depending on who you are. Yeah, exactly.
0: I would uh, number six, and I I thought about. Now it starts to get a little hard because you yeah. can lump a lot of these together. I Fort Worth doesn't is not really a college town. TCU is in a college district of Fort Worth. And so it's a little unfair. But I but I'm not a I've never been attached to Fort Worth. Um babe's fried chicken is okay, but again nothing more than that. Yeah. The stockyard district's cool, nothing more than that. Um, it's just it's next to Dallas is what I would say about Fort Worth, and so I, I'd put I'd put Fort Worth six. But if you have a disagreement,
1: that's uh, that's about right. I I feel pretty solid about the top four, and then five and six. Uh, I've I've gone back and forth between Ames and Fort Worth. I don't know if you have Ames higher up, but but no, that's I'd probably fair. put Ames five, Fort Worth Let's six, Fort Worth then. five, Ames six. Uh, no, I mean I I like Fort Worth. I I do think the Stockyards there is cool. I mean there's like you said, it's not a college town, hmm. and and there's a few here that that aren't. But um, I mean, there's a lot to do in Fort Worth. I think their their stadium's pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, their campus is pretty cool. Uh, you can find good food all over the place in Fort Worth. So uh, I think I think Fort Worth is is a fun fun road trip. Okay. Uh, but but I do think that Ames has more charm because it is a college yes. town.
0: Yes. Yep. Uh, the problems for Ames, too, it takes a while to get there again. It's not easy uh, unless you fly into Des Moines. And, two, the weather. I mean, it, it's just, it, it, it's, it's. I I thought we were. I was going to get a break. I went to the Oklahoma-Iowa State game a couple of weeks ago, and it was like 95. So it's either 95 or 5 below, apparently, in Ames, Iowa.
1: The first time I had ever gone to Ames was for a basketball game in, I guess it would be January 2015. And it was like January, maybe the... Like, the start of classes, or even maybe before classes, it was Mm -hmm. very early January. And uh, with the wind chill, when I left the Hilton Coliseum at, you know, midnight or whenever it was. With the wind chill it was like a feels like minus thirty. <laughs> and the wind was blowing it wasn't snowing, but the wind was blowing up the snowbanks so much that it looked like it was snowing because the snow was so high in the air and coming yeah. down on you. Yeah. And I left Hilton Coliseum and sprinted to my car <laughs> and got and, and, and opened the door and the wind blew the door shut. And drove to you know my hotel down the road and, and the next morning got on the road early because like you said it's a long drive and and had to go pump gas in like negative 10 degree weather which which was just pretty miserable and uh even even as somebody from from new york that was as cold as i've ever felt being in ames it's it's a different level of level of freezing
0: well it's too bad too because inside the hilton coliseum for an iowa state basketball that's great yes fantastic experience so if you can if you can avoid the before and after it's yeah. it's wonderful
1: and in des moines des moines not a bad city if no, you stay it's in not. des moines uh-uh. uh, you know i i like uh you know you and i and uh, kendrick marshall went to zombie burger last year i like zombie burger good milkshakes good burgers mm-hmm. there you uh you tried the chinese pizza fongs. joint fongs this this uh this time around that would be my that would fall into my
0: overrated category but but i did like zombie burger
1: more, yeah and then so. some of your your uh dinner goers disagreed it sounded like yeah some of i think some of my fellow dinner goers
0: in the oklahoma media are, are still ordering fongs pizza even though it's now been a couple of weeks nightly to get it shipped <laughs> i can think of a tv sportscaster from tulsa in particular who i won't name uh who's gone a little overboard with fongs but that's cool that's his that's it's america it's his choice Alright, if we can flip flop Ames and Fort Worth at three and four, my feeling is we can sort of I can sort of flip flop between Morgantown and Manhattan.
1: I've got uh I've got Manhattan, I four? think four. Okay. Um yeah. And that is because uh well here's here's the I'm not, thing you're not your knock here's, in Manhattan. Here's the thing with with the Morgantown trip is it's really a Pittsburgh trip. Thank you.
0: That's what that's what I say. That's what I tell. And everyone. so
1: I've got it much higher up because I think Pittsburgh is awesome. Because you think of Pittsburgh awesome. when you think of Morgan. Yeah, so, I agree so, wholeheartedly. So to to go, I mean, Manhattan's a great. All, all these top four, I think, are all fantastic, fun trips. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love going to Manhattan. I like it for football. Uh, Manhattan's a cool basketball destination. Mm-hmm. They can usually fill that that arena pretty well. Uh, and and I've stayed in Manhattan quite a few times during basketball season. Uh, there's there's some good food, uh, good breweries. The Tallgrass Brewery has, yeah. a, has a restaurant there that yeah. that's really good. And so, um, you know, I think it's it's a good place. I mean, they the, the fan support there is awesome too. Wherever mm-hmm. you go, and, and the people are nice. So. I mean, I know you, being a KU, KU grad, maybe have, haven't had as many good experiences. Manhattan. No, I love Manhattan.
0: I, I'm one of the I'm one of the KU grads that enjoys being there and going down to Aggieville and hanging out at Kites and stuff like that. Seeing uh, Steve Henson, or not, well, Steve Henson when he played there, and Lon Kruger when he played there. A huge mural of Kruger staring at you while you eat your uh, <laughs> your fries at Kites. So, um, but you're right. You you make a great point about Morgantown. Unless you're going to a basketball game, which we don't do very often at the right. world. You're really spending all your time in Pittsburgh for a football weekend, and, and Pittsburgh is a great city to spend time in. Not just yeah. because of the Pramani brothers, but it, but because of the of uh, the Fort Pitt Tunnel, mm-hmm. because of the skyline. Uh, people tend to be pretty cool. They smoke a lot. That's uncool. But they but they're they're very very pleasant. So and here's
1: uh, the thing. I've I've got, and we'll, we'll go talk about them. I've got Lawrence three, Morgantown two. Oh, you put, You one. put
0: Morgantown two because yeah. of Pittsburgh. Okay. Because
1: here and here's the thing. If I think it's probably. It's probably maybe the most unique trip in the big 12 too because it's just you know a really different area of the country uh but i was up there in late october last year when i she went up there to play west virginia Mm -hmm. Uh, the other cool thing about it is the drive from pittsburgh to morgantown is pretty awesome especially in october when the the leaves are changing colors and and you can kind of you know leaf peep a little bit and and see all the foliage Uh, it's a really really kind of cool fall drive through through west virginia Uh, i think that on top of everything else is is really awesome. Okay.
0: So, I'll let you get back to your top three in a second. You have, you've you you've given it away. You said Austin 1, yes. then Morgantown, then Lawrence. And how, how would you... Sk- I would go Lawrence 1, Austin 2, and and uh, Morgantown 3. I know I'm supposed to say Austin because yeah. it is an undeniably sweet place to, to be, uh, whether it's for a football game, a basketball game, a, a, a beer, uh, a, a, a bike ride. If you, or if you just want to sit under a tree and just people watch, it's it's unbelievable. The music, the mm-hmm. the, the things to do, it's a beautiful country. Uh, the people are, are uh, it's a great vibe. I jet it's it's, it's it's but it's become a city, and right. and whether where there's city, there is traffic, and where there's traffic, where there's traffic there is frustration.
1: It's that's it's, my problem with it's Austin. It's definitely a, a probably the worst. You know, Lubbock is the worst drive, but Austin's probably the most frustrating mm-hmm. drive because. No matter the entire drive down you're you're hitting traffic in temple texas and and everywhere else and as you try to get into austin uh yeah i don't know i i think i think austin is like you said it's got it's got everything and so it's hard to it's hard to even compare an austin to a lawrence because they're two completely different things when you're going to austin you're going for the city more than you are for the campus and Mm -hmm. for the game and for you know everything else in terms of Especially if you're going down there as a fan to to see a game, you know yeah. the, the game is sort of the sideshow to being in Austin for a few days and you know eating your way through all the tacos in the city <laughs> and you know finding finding the best breweries yeah. and you know everything else you can do and and Sixth Street and Rainy Street and, and everything yeah. else it has to offer. So uh, I I certainly see how it's it's hard to really compare in terms of a big road twelve road trip. Uh, I just think it's it's the most fun most things sure. to do road trip, uh, but yeah, it's it's Austin and and Morgantown because it's Pittsburgh are mm-hmm. sort of in their own category because they're more metro areas and and there's certainly a lot of different things to do, uh, but in terms of college towns, you know Lawrence is as good as it gets yeah. in this area
0: well you go there mostly for basketball because everyone should talk speaking of bucket list I mentioned OE Texas that earlier in the show Allen Fieldhouse is something I mean we went to practice they are not practice like it's not even practice anymore it used to be late yeah, night it's late, what you and I killed time with on Friday night it was just going to late night there, at the were,
1: fog. there were students camping out the night before yeah. for late night at the fog yeah. which I mean that was, that was awesome I've seen you've seen more games there, obviously, than, than sure. I have. But uh, seeing one from from up in the crowd was really cool too.
0: Yeah, well, real quick, people who are listening should go again just to try to get an Allen Fieldhouse and see a basketball game there. But it's but to me, it's the campus is is the most beautiful in the, in the conference. The the town is has the best vibe. Uh, there's Mass Street, which is sort of their their version of Campus Corner or Aggieville if you're in, in Manhattan. Um, it's uh, it's not far from Kansas City, which is one of my favorite cities. Right. About a half hour away from that. So you got you got you know you just down down the road from the plaza and and, uh, and Crown Center and the Royals and the Chiefs and um, but the the the, the clincher uh, full disclosure is I've, I've got a couple of kids who are there and I spent the second quarter of and this will take us full circle I spent the second quarter of the OSU Kansas game watching with uh, with Holden and Gretchen in the stands at Memorial Stadium and if you're gonna be in the football stadium if you're gonna have to sit through a game in that stadium which is not one of the coolest things about Kansas. You might as well be with your kids, right? So that was yeah. I had that going for me.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. The other thing that that Lawrence and Morgantown both have going for them is, for the majority of the football season, they've probably get maybe got the best football weather because it yeah. was it was I mean yeah. that, that was perfect on yeah. on Saturday for 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 OSU Kansas and I think October and Morgantown is probably very similar in terms of the weather. Yeah.
0: Well, fall fall in Lawrence is great. It's just too bad they have to play football there, is the yeah. way I would put it. So all right, so that that does it for. Uh, a look around the Big 12 conference, uh, tour stops wise, uh, chamber of commerce wise, uh, does it for our uh, weekly uh, recap of the Cowboys and assessments had, as to where they had, are.
1: I will. Say, I will ask you: had yeah. the uh, had the Big 12 ultimately decided to expand a couple years ago? Of all those candidates, which one would you have wanted to go to most?
0: I don't know if there was such a thing. I, I don't remember.
1: Gosh, not Houston because no, been there a bunch. no,
0: not Houston, not Cincinnati. I don't like Cincinnati. Uh, was UConn a candidate?
1: That can, yeah, they, I guess so. I mean, I I, I've guess.
0: never been. I've never been to to Connecticut, so you'd know more about Connecticut. Yeah, stores.
1: I mean, it's like Kansas in that you'd rather be there for basketball. than Me-
0: I've been to Memphis. I like it. I don't. I guess know, Provo
1: would be cool. Just yeah, different. I
0: guess. Yeah, because it'd be the other direction, and I miss Boulder. Yeah, I really miss Boulder, and I think people listening miss Boulder. Um, if they want to be honest with each other. Uh, I don't miss College Station. I don't really miss
1: Columbia. I
0: miss Boulder. I miss Lincoln on Saturdays.
1: So, so rather than expand, just bring back Boulder and Lincoln. I'd be
0: fine with bringing back Boulder and Lincoln. Yeah, Memphis, just because I like Memphis, would have been interesting. Um, Tulane, just because of New Orleans, would have brought New Orleans into the picture. That I kind of Florida
1: school is not that interested. I've been to Tallahassee. Yeah, I've been.
0: Well, yeah, I've only been to Florida State, and Tallahassee was okay. Yeah, Uh, that's all I'd say. yeah, that maybe that'll be next week's topic is what did we miss when the Big Twelve didn't expand in terms of destinations? Clearly
1: not not a ton.
0: I don't think so. Yeah, we may spend two minutes where we spent uh, a lot more on, on this on this. So thanks for uh, being patient with us and having fun with us uh, for those tuned in. You can catch the world's best Oklahoma State podcast every week. It is a uh, Tulsa World PH Media production, Lee Enterprises production as well. For Mark Cooper, this is Gary. the enjoyment.